0: It's two redheads in two different time zones talking about racing. So the time zone thing (laughs) works out real well for you when it's a Sunday night race that's supposed to start at 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Cactus Time in Arizona, then gets delayed till 10 o'clock Eastern, which is 7 o'clock Cactus Time in Arizona. So it works out perfect for you when there's a race at 10 o'clock Eastern that's finished at 2 a.m., and Jason can't stay it's up 11.30, LA. 11.30 local time. It's just like normal night race. Awesome.
1: <laughs> I went to bed like an hour and a half after that, too. <laughs> like, I stayed up after
0: the race. <laughs> That's like, you went to bed at, you know, what was it, 1.30 or whatever? That's like the uh, time, Eastern-wise, the people were getting home from Darlington.
1: I know, I know, I know. Yeah, and that's when I went to bed. But it was great. I'm telling you, I love West Coast time from that aspect. Indianapolis starts at 11
0: o'clock a.m. next week. You just have like your whole day. You can just get up like in the morning on Sundays. Andrew's like do too much anyway. So and it's you like... just
1: jump right into pre-race. It's yeah. awesome.
0: I- I'm done. Tell- I love it. Wow, jealous. This is our first <laughs> podcast since Andrew's been a become a, acclimated to the whole college life. Give us an update. Yeah, the last
1: one didn't really count. That was day one. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was
0: that was literally the day after he moved in. I thought.
1: That's right. Yeah. So I'm what, like two weeks or something, I've lost track of time. But um, yeah, I'm telling
0: you, I love it here so far. It's awesome. Go to class. So how's the freshman 15 going? Wow, that's the question you wanted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um I think it's going quite fine I'd say I'm a little bit behind schedule I don't think (laughs) I've gained weight If that's what you're asking Oh, that's right, we're doing the weigh-ins I forgot about that It's not like random Well, no, I feel like (laughs) I've had a good routine so far they have we have access to the like ASU fitness center and then like the YMCA which is connected to it. So I've been working out every day. So <laughs> I got to keep those Apple Watch stats up. I need to get at least seventy workout minutes through September to get my September goal. So wow. I don't think it's going to well, happen. We've been this pretty
0: ball. competitive in our watch <laughs> Apple Watch activities so far. Not that anyone I'm listening cares right now, but just point. Yeah, nobody better. cares. <laughs> All right, Darlington. Uh,
1: Yes, I'm telling you, I love Throwback Weekend. It's just everything about it. It's so cool to see all the paint schemes, and especially some that you realize in the race that like haven't been promoted as much. and You're like, oh my gosh, this is a really cool paint scheme. And a lot of them, I wish were just the normal cars. Yeah, they like, like normal
0: run paint schemes. You know what I mean? I know Logano's was a throwback to Kevin Harvick in 2007, but like that Shell Penzo was... car looked way better than Logano's does now. Like just keep. It. I know. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm telling you, just literally keep that car. Uh, what else? I really thought Boyer's was cool. Yeah. With because I Girl, remember seeing that
0: car. You know what I mean? Like, even some of the other Tony Stewart ones, like the one Suarez ran. Like I remember watching that when I was like seven or eight. And so for us, seeing those throwbacks, like the older ones, like Kyle Busch's or you know the other really old ones. Like, we don't remember watching them, so it's cool to see them now, but it's like we don't have any recolle- recollection. But seeing Boyers, you're like, oh, my God, I remember when he won the championship in 2011. I remember that whole, like, every yeah. time that scheme ran. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, the, the power of Darien Grubb that
1: season. That was crazy. crazy. No, but I'm always curious to think, like, what current paint schemes are we going to see yeah. in Darlington in like 20, 30 years? Not even really. We've seen the Tony Stewart yeah, one it's already. Like 8 years. <laughs> it's going to be like 8 years. I'm telling you, there're going to be a lot of cool whoever takes over the 48 eventually. There're going to be a lot of cool Jimmy Johnson throwback cars. For sure. I'm so happy that we are going into Indianapolis this season which with a hmm. much much, much better points it's, race than we had one year ago. It's We're tied it's at just the It's a points line. race.
0: We're having a points race going to Indianapolis. That did not happen last year. Like, so when I was growing up, the cutoff race, the Richmond, Saturday night, short track, leading into the playoffs was always about, like, these couple guys on the cutoff line, like, who's going to make it? Who's going to run well enough to get that spot so I'm going to win and knock someone out? Like, that was, the excitement was all about that. Last year, none of that existed. And it was just boring. It's like, nothing's on the line pretty much is already determined and it's not like someone random is going to win and get their way in but we have four guys like i think there's probably would say oh this is last year's no this is this year no nope, that was last year's um it you- is four yeah we have four guys it is
1: suarez or it's boyer suarez newman johnson palmenard is in a must yeah so i guess admiral is already clinched basically right so clinched Larson Blaney Byron almirola they're all clinched all right so it's Byron two
0: spots did he make playoffs last year I don't remember did not this is first playoffs the fact that there's two open spots in the playoffs and it could be any of those four guys or if someone wins well if someone random wins some fuel strategy or something
1: I know like, there's actually and- excitement with this do you think Jimmy Johnson, minus 18 right now,
0: do you think he's must win? Jimmy only gained eight points on 17th in Darlington. So I think he has to win because if he's just going to get, he has 18 to gain, which is a couple stages. Like if he he needs to come in and dominate the race and run really well to not win in advance, but, but then someone can have a problem. But I think his best bet is just to go up front and win.
1: Yeah, I think he obviously needs a big he needs Newman and Suarez to get in a big accident mm-hmm. early in the race, collect stage points, be up front. And you know what the crazy thing is? Like Jimmy ran a great race at Darlington and again, I think just the theme of his season, he's getting plagued by bad luck. Mm-hmm. Wrong place, wrong time. That is the only reason he didn't have a better point state Darlington was because there was
0: a wreck in front of him, he couldn't go anywhere. Uh, that brings me up a point. I texted you that I I'm talking about. I fell asleep during the Darlington race, but only seeing, like, one guy wreck in a 500-mile, four-hour race, like, significantly wreck when Michael, Mc- was it Michael McDowell in 34 that got turned in that situation. Think so, yeah. I was just disappointed to see that. No one wrecked. We talked about this earlier in the season where no one wrecks anymore, and especially at a Darlington like that where guys slap the wall a lot and could actually, like— significantly people hardly
1: slapped the wall too that was another storyline it's like no one's touching the wall uh and and frankly i thought that was kind of impressive because towards the end of that race you look at jones and kyle bush running the wall and they were inches if not centimeters off but didn't touch it that is
0: wildly impressive i know you can say it's impressive because they stay off the wall but the package is cars are just way too stable like they don't and they're easier to drive i know you're right but still just
1: in general i would say this about any package that's pretty crazy yeah, to but run like, the wall like that consistently for 500 miles but if it's easy to do it's fine like there's no challenge in it i wish they would i think no, you're pack- right i agree with yeah. you i'd rather have a more challenging package but and it was nice to wall, see crash yeah They did say Kurt Busch was able to run 15 laps full throttle, but it was nice to see the telemetry where you had to manage the throttle and brake, so it wasn't just wide open foot on the floorboard like what people thought this package would be. And yes, it might be the case at other tracks, but it was nice to see that drivers still had to work their feet in this race at Darlington.
0: I just wish they wouldn't have this package and be able to do all that 10 times more and make for a more entertaining race tire fall was right. good this race overall uh, i thought it was a good race though yeah i just i don't know darlington bores me a lot just like sometimes they get close but sometimes they're not super together but i don't know i i don't know i thought this year was actually better 2015 was the best darlington race they had a lot going on that year but ever since then i haven't been too impressed but next year it will be the playoff opener so we'll see if that changes things Let's look at. Oh,
1: that's right! You completely forget about. I completely <laughs> forgot that Darlington's going to be a playoff race next year. My opinion, I think that's wrong. You leave the Southern 500 tradition as it is and
0: and don't touch way throwback too weekend. Too many messages with that one. It's the playoff opener. I know opener. it is. You, it's you're Southern overwhelming the Southern 500. Like it's way too much in one. Yeah, you can create an, an event think. out of the playoff opener. You don't need to add the playoff opener onto the Southern 500. I agree, and actually, I think Vegas is a great venue to open the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Vegas last year they did a great job.
1: Year? Yeah, they okay. have to be. Yeah, why would they take it out after two years? No. You know, uh, one thing I kind of want to go back to the playoff standings here, but we have last year's playoff standings after Darlington, and looking at this year's, and one crazy thing I'm seeing is that at this point, one year ago, ten winners. This year we have ten winners. Hmm. I I just find that interesting with this package. You're like, oh, there's going to be so much yeah. more winners. It's going to be easier to win. But yet at the same point one year ago, we have the same amount of winners. And if anything, I think this field is a little bit more representative of
0: the cars that have been running well all season long than it was last year. And look, Harvick had seven wins. Kyle Busch had six wins at this time a year ago. Yeah. Now it's a little more spread out. Guys, um, three guys have four. Oh, three JTR cars have four wins. That's crazy. No one, I know they've been dominant all season long, but no one's talked about how seriously dominant the Gibbs team has been throughout the season. Four wins for three cars.
1: Top three in the point standings. Biggest one, Hamlin with four wins one year ago had the big goose egg, and he was 13th in the point standings with two playoff points. That's crazy. Leaving Darlington. Now he's got four wins, 23 playoff points. Just the difference one year makes. I think that's crazy. Also, William Byron clinches his first playoff appearance in the cup series. That's worth mentioning. Go William. Go William, I guess. Yeah, no, I, and frankly, when we look, and we should probably do this next week and go through our playoff grids, who we think is yeah. going to go through each round, frankly, I think Byron is someone who can make it out of the first round. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: I think whoever advances, whoever claims those last two spots, whether it's Porter Suarez or Ryan Newman in there, I don't think they're going to make it out of the rounds. I don't think I'm, right. I'm roll it. I don't know. I don't know about him, but I don't know. We'll speculate next week. Yeah. Save it for next week. Uh, no, boy. you're right, but eric jones winning at another winner so we wouldn't have had nine win- we would have only had nine winners had eric not won last night
1: yeah no you're right and good for him i'm excited that he can finally add a like non super speedway yeah. prove victory. himself a little more Exactly this is this is the race where he actually proved himself and you can call him a legitimate cup winner even though he legitimately won Daytona. this one he earned it a little bit more than he did the Super Speedway and he had to hold off Kyle Bush, which in the broadcast throughout many times yesterday, they called Kyle Bush Eric Jones's protege. And I feel like at this point in Eric Jones's career, that is history. You know what I mean? I just don't think that's a storyline you could bring up.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, I don't know. Of course, Kyle Busch basically discovered Eric Jones, but I don't know. Do you view that? Like, I don't know if Eric Jones
1: views it that way, but I've, I've, I think if you asked him about it, he wouldn't
0: say it like that, but basically say
1: no, right. But do you think that Kyle Busch is really this leading figure in Eric Jones's career anymore? You know what I mean? uh, When he was at KBM and Kyle Busch was a big-time cup driver, of course. But then when Jones goes to the Xfinity Series, Kyle Busch starts to distance himself. Obviously, they're teammates in the Cup Series now. But to keep hammering in this protege storyline. I I think it's forcing a storyline that isn't necessarily the case. NBC would never force a (laughs) storyline. NBC is very good, but I just don't think that's necessarily the most accurate description anymore
0: yeah eric jones is big boy <laughs> i got myself a title for the podcast <laughs> good 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 um this is random but we had this thought i don't i really don't know where you came up with this thought but a couple we forgot to mention this after the bristol podcast there were some awesome tv angles at bristol they had a camera under colossus the big screen hanging in the middle of the track that i'd like I like how NBC experiments with different this is me making up for calling NBC lame for making <laughs> up a storyline. But the, the storyline their camera angle, like putting a camera under classes and just kinda of spinning around the track, Bristol, that was such a cool um shot.
1: They could have run the whole race like that and I would have been entertained. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I don't know how you do this. Martinsville would be fantastic.
0: They need to build a big screen in Martinsville
1: imagine that yeah but where would they build it they they ought to build that but imagine <laughs> that at the short tracks that'd be really cool to see i like that camera angle a lot yeah i remember we were talking about it. it's like oh but bristol was like ages ago but you know it's worth
0: mentioning now well and then it reminded me that i don't know if we talked about this after Watkins Glen that backstretch cam they had that ran the entire oh length, my god that yes was the most epic camera angle i've ever seen like it took people <laughs> so many years to come up with that but like the fact that it just was so smooth and showed we all the action so well. We visor cam. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if this was here's Saturday or Sunday, but someone crashed. Maybe it was yesterday, and they were on the visor cam. At that's I think maybe it was Saturday in the Xfinity race. It was live. Yeah, during the Xfinity like like race, someone wrecked cool. early and had to avoid it. Good timing. Exactly. Here's
1: the next camera angle that we need. Kay. pit crew. Like GoPros on pit crew helmets. Pit crew cam. No, but live. Yeah. Throw it on a pit crew member there. You can shine light on both the athleticism and storylines of the pit crew members that I know NBC and the sport has tried to cover in the past, but this, this shows you a live perspective of that. Imagine green flag pit stops and you go to say the 19 pit crew, front tire changer instead of showing that normal shot of you know on the front stretch of them doing a pit stop from a zoomed in camera from far away throw everyone inside the action imagine how much more exciting that would be and you get to know
0: the pit crew members having yeah. to respect for them too i like nbc did that pit crew thing i don't think they're doing it this year where they're like they're mentioning the pit crew more and talking about them yeah you know? it was like pit crew all-stars yeah I think it was which it was a good idea but nascar has for so long try to promote the idea that it's a team sport but still the focus is on the driver all the time I believe teams can do this on social media broadcast can do this make the pick group like Um, celebrities and not celebrities make the pit crew personalities too like there's so many cool guys on pit road exactly not that i want to admit this but watching racing wives paul swan who's one of the most um animated and well-known pit crew members for austin dylan like that Mm -hmm. whole squad it's like a team it's like very cool like pit crew guys and they're they just have great personalities and i think if we're going to make this NASCAR look like a team sport like it should be and I don't think like it's been it hasn't been covered like that very well in the last 10 or so years you need to introduce these pit crew members make them part of the team and like we talked about all-star race intros like when the all-star when the cruise guys come for yes. all-star yes. intros like do that every track like let's make these guys personalities let's make them part of the part of the team so if you're cheering for Austin Dillon you're cheering for the whole squad the pit crew squad not just um, Austin on the track Sorry, I have to text people. Um, wow, popular.
1: No, you're right. And here's the thing. When it comes down to the broadcast, get a pre-race interview with pit crew member, but none of this like introductory like I'm here with blank. What's your job or like, no. Boring make it blank. like make it like for the audience, this person, yeah, I'm here with this person. Yeah. This should be established. You should know who this person is. That's just how you should frame the interview, but make that a consistent thing. I think how you bring pit crews Into the conversation dialogue of the sport Is in the live broadcast And that's pre-race and especially Throwing a camera on them during the race yeah. that will gain a lot of attention and, so just, and even too you you don't like if for the people who don't like the multiple interviews on the front stretch and then in victory lane in victory lane you know how they pull the crew chief and owner in. pull a pit crew member yeah. in maybe if it like was decided on one yeah. stop throw someone in have them talk about that last stop just different ways to bring pit crew members
0: into it it's just a whole nother level of content you can provide during right. the race and storylines you can talk about like the pit crew like one mistake screws the whole team can be exactly on like it's and such it's, a valuable part of the race we need to talk about you, it more
1: you talk about how important the late race pit stop is don't just talk about it show
0: it yeah. talk to someone about it that's exactly what you need so yeah you think nascar would start listening to our podcast and take all these great ideas we give them or teams or content people in general i know i know We're we've got some ideas ideas Listen,
1: Mr. Uh, Mister Steve Phelps Mr. Uh, well, I guess everyone who works in NASCAR We've got <laughs> some good ideas I, When we were talking about fan Like sections in the yeah. um, Stands Dave Moody was talking about it the next day I wonder like, how he got Someone that. ought to listen Someone ought to listen to this show <laughs> And bring it to Dave Moody's the driving topic of the day So here Yeah um, redhead racing radio changes some things in the sport you never know
0: <laughs> we the influencers we can be influencers yes. how cool is that where could we find these worthy influencers on uh, social media jason you find me at hey jason schultz which pretty much i changed i got a new email account this week may or may not be the same as my twitter handle but follow me there where do they follow you you follow me at andrew curland
1: tv on twitter at andrew curland on instagram uh, got some stuff this week with Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I don't remember what game we're playing, but I think it's a would you rather with one of the drivers. So make sure you stay tuned for, those for games. that. <laughs> really? Yep. Do you actually? Yes. you like them? Yes. Good, good. All right, well, I'll keep them coming. I have to think of some more ideas, too, uh, and get some, like, blindfold objects. And we got, like, new blindfolds, like, with, like, uh cat's eyes that we have not brought hmm. but we're gonna have drivers wear more fun things in the future so we're gonna try and do that at dover if you liked it don't give them the option of the black blindfold Put no the no i don't even know
0: where the black blindfold is so to they are not gonna have the option <laughs> anymore so yes all right all right indianapolis playoff star i love playoff season just like so much more to I talk love about. it i love so it oh i are getting more. down in the yeah. nitty-gritty right here it's gonna be so good i'm so excited excited all right after indianapolis uh, I don't think we're we'll recording next Sunday night because the Patriots are playing home opener wow. against Steelers, but we will record. Well, listen, some the race
1: probably ends. Race ends pretty early for me, so whenever you want to record either on ah. Sunday or Monday, just let me we know. We got to race <laughs> around
0: the Patriots schedule now too. It's going to be a little more complicated. All right, fine. But good luck with your NFL fantasy team with Andrew Luck. Good yeah, luck I, with Andrew Luck. Yeah, I purposely
1: luck. drafted Andrew Luck for the joke, everybody, just so you know. No, I really didn't know about that? <laughs> he's just no i knew he was retired i went to my friend i'm like this is the last round should i do it he's like
0: pull the trigger so i drafted andrew luck everybody (laughs) hopefully you're on andrew's uh oh you share a name too how cool is that Mm -hmm. that's why you did it it is pretty cool he's named after me (laughs) we need to go (laughs) this is going downhill
1: Yes. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week after Indianapolis. We're going to record right during the Patriots game. And that is how it's going to be. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Nope, nope, nope. uh, I'm ending the show right now. All right. (laughs) Bye, everybody.